0: A very good evening to you. It's five minutes past seven here on LBC. It's Dale with you until 10. Joe Biden, gaffmeister extraordinaire. You might think that's a bit over the top... But when you look at some of the gaffes or misspeaks that he's made over the past few days, indeed, over the past few weeks and months in relation to Ukraine, you do start to wonder whether Joe Biden is really up to the job of being a leader at a time of military conflict or special operations, as Vladimir Putin would no doubt put it. Well, here's the case for the prosecution. Do you remember back in January, I think it was January the 20th, Joe Biden said about a Russian invasion of Ukraine It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and what not to do. Giving the signal to Putin, oh, well, if we just invade the Donbass, for example, not a lot will happen because they haven't got the appetite for it. Um, You look at what he said over the weekend about regime change in Moscow. Um, in, In an unscripted remark, he said, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Now, that means that he was advocating regime change. There is no other way to interpret that comment, despite the um, seeming ability of his allies to say, oh, no, 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 didn't really mean that. And, of course, the White House had to row back on that almost immediately, just as they did the incursion remarks as well. And then on Friday um biden appeared to suggest that there could be boots on the ground in ukraine he told paratroopers in poland you're going to see when you're there some of you have been there you're going to see women young people standing in the middle in front of a damn tank saying i'm not leaving so when he says when you're there what does that imply to you again the white house had to clarify those remarks now also last week when it was suggested that Vladimir Putin might use chemical weapons, he responded and said that an attack would trigger a response in kind. Well, again, in kind would imply that NATO or America would use chemical weapons themselves, which, of course, they would not do. Again, the White House had to clarify. Now, we have been warned about this. Barack Obama said, don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. He also said in his memoirs, Biden is a man without inhibitions, happy to share whatever popped into his head. Ben Rhodes, the former national security Advisor, said in the Situation Room, Biden could be something of an unguided missile. Just exactly the kind of leader that you don't want when nuclear war is being threatened by the other side, I would suggest. Do you think Joe Biden is really the man for the job in these times? Do these comments lead you to lose confidence in his ability to lead America, to lead NATO, to lead the West in this conflict? 0345 6060 Simon Marks joins us, our Washington correspondent. Simon, how have these remarks over the weekend about regime change gone down in Washington?
1: Well, they're very alarming, aren't they, Ian? I mean, we're seeing a circling of the wagons here today by Biden loyalists who are absolutely engaged in a, a, a full-on defence of the president, insisting that those of us who are seizing on these remarks are missing the entire point of the speech. They continue to project it as the most consequential presidential address since John F. Kennedy said ish bin ein Berliner during the height of the Cold War, uh, and Ronald Reagan instructed Mikhail Gorbachev off to tear down this wall. But there's two realities here. I mean, first of all, there's the reality of the fact that this speech will forever be overshadowed by that nine-word riff at the end of it. And we still don't know why President Biden did it. He's going to be appearing before the cameras, we think, within the next hour. uh, And he's absolutely going to be asked how on earth that happened. How did he come to extemporise such inflammatory comments at the end of a very carefully couched speech and at the end of weeks in which the president has insisted the one thing that he wasn't going to do was poke a stick at Vladimir Putin or do anything that might antagonize the Russian leader and get him reflexively reaching for the nuclear button. But there's another element to this, which is that those defenders who are praising this speech for the towering rhetoric that it offered about the battles being waged by democracies to Uh, vanquish autocracies like Russia and China, are ignoring the fact that the speech itself did not receive a rapturous reception in Ukraine. There were Ukrainian lawmakers on the other side of the border from Poland saying it's all very nice that President Biden has once again drawn a line in the sand and said to Vladimir Putin, don't even think about taking one inch of NATO territory. But the reality is, the rockets and the missiles are falling on Kharkiv and Kiev and Lviv. They're not falling on Warsaw or Krakow. Uh, And and so, even on its merits, the speech itself uh, has uh, issues that the president's defenders uh, are choosing to ignore, uh, and they are absolutely trying to whitewash uh, what Joe Biden said, insisting that he wasn't calling for regime change. He was simply reflexively expressing this idea that Vladimir Putin couldn't possibly carry uh, carry on exercising the kind of power that would allow him uh, to prosecute acts of violence and war crimes in Ukraine. I think it's very clear you think it's very clear he was absolutely turning American policy in a different direction and that's why allied governments including uh, the French president Emmanuel Macron particularly are so concerned about what the president said.
0: Simon, thank you very much. That's Simon Marks, LBC's Washington correspondent.